pretty good. This is a great music podcast. Yeah. I know. I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. Here are my thoughts about Star Wars. <laughs> Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 132, the nine-cylinder airplane episode. This week on the podcast, we have Modern Strangers returning, and this is kind of a sad episode because Modern Strangers, at the time of this recording, have just announced that they are going to go their separate ways musically, still remain great friends, but uh, Modern Strangers, at least for now, will be no more. I don't usually like to announce live shows on the podcast because uh, you might be listening to it later, but if you happen to hear this by September 25th, 2021, uh, Modern Strangers Farewell Concert will be at French Broad Outfitters. That will be on September 25th. That's a Saturday. Make sure to come out and see that. Go to modernstrangers.com for more details. Had a lot of fun uh, talking with these guys. Uh, If you heard the first couple of episodes, you'll see what I'm talking about. This is going to be a very long episode uh, because it was slated to be two episodes, but I kind of uh, dithered around until they broke up. This probably, I hope that's not the reason they broke up, but I think you will enjoy it. We'll have a mixture of live and studio songs as well. You can still hear them and I assume you will be able to keep hearing them at modernstrangers.com and also uh, there will be links to their music both to stream and download in the uh, show notes. And right now, here is Modern Strangers. I wrote this song for an English project. It's sexy. Rockstar Illusion Shattered.
take this one yeah which actually like to give the full title of the song we always write it as wallpaper yeah, on the set list the but full it's title of the song is one flew out of the wallpaper um i have no shame in talking about what this song is Please about do. because oh. i wrote it uh I, I wrote it for an english class in community college um i wrote it uh it, it was part of this uh this, this essay that i had to write about the story that we read uh by uh charlotte perkins gilman uh, called the yellow wallpaper uh, and I had also just finished reading "One Flew Out" of, or the "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest," and so I did, the Great title is just kind of a smattering of the two. Uh, but anyway, we had to give this essay um, uh, about the short story, and I asked her instead of uh, my my teacher, I asked her instead of writing a paper if I could write a song about it and perform it for the <laughs> class because everyone was giving these presentations, and she was super on board with that. So that is what I did, and my slideshow was just the lyrics to the song, and I played it in front of the whole class, and I felt super weird. But now, now play it I of... play it in front of like 20 people sometimes, and it's great. <laughs> upwards, upwards of 20 people. Upwards of 20. Uh, Troy, what did you get for the uh, on that project? Yeah, what was the grade? Oh, I got the, the highest grade uh, imaginable in class, of course. Smile. That's a C? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's community college, man. Come on now. She said, "This is the highest grade I can give you." Yeah, <laughs> not the highest grade possible. Right, right. This is the highest grade I can possibly give you. I don't know well, about fact, you guys. She I actually definitely told, it was a miscommunication. She had a. You know, she actually told me teacher. she doesn't give the grades. You earn the grades. Uh, uh, you know, but part yeah. of my motivation was the fact that I had the hots like crazy for this for this English teacher. Ooh. And what was her name? I didn't know this part of <laughs> what the story. Is her name? No, this I've is never a... told you guys this part of the story. Well, but that ahead. was certainly a part of my motivation. We're not recording. Oh, it's okay. a WNC <laughs> music exclusive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First, we you. learned his real last name, and he had the hots for some old lady. Just for you, uh, lucky listeners. I'm assuming she was really old. Dude, she was like maybe like three years older than me. Solid. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah. So I really enjoy this song. Um, that was a good collection of sounds there. Nice. <laughs> 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 we should. Yeah. Uh, should. I mean, should we go to a construction site and do this? <laughs> <laughs> if I could whistle. Troy's songs are real, like. Bluesy and jazzy, and uh, this one's a fun one to play. It's a fun one to play on bass, especially. I have a bass solo in this song as well. You do have a bass Thank you very much. How many frets? Uh, this one does not go as far, uh, far up on the neck. It's okay, okay. Kinda, it's, still pre- it's still pretty good. Yeah, it sits solidly in like frets five, seven, you know, somewhere right, cool. in there. Cool. Um, I think you should start playing an octave up. <laughs> so It'd but, almost be like a guitar or something. Yeah. But so it's it's we a need really another guitar in this band actually. It's a it's a fun song Courtney, to play. Do you know anybody? And it's got a bit a bit of a different groove than a lot of our other songs. And I think it it's kind of fun because this one usually gets people up and dancing, but in a different way, a little less frenetic, a little bit more soulful, soulful, booty shaking kind of dancing in this song. Can I tell you, Troy, that I am always afraid I'm going to play the song too fast. Every time we start, I think, "Don't play too fast. Don't play too fast." Can I tell you that I've been playing this song for like. 
six years and I still if I mess up even one chord like I'm thrown off for the rest of the really? song. I'm I was, sure I was going to tell yeah, you the exact I'm same sure thing. I'm sure that David uh, understands. I mean I paid you back with Rain Cloud because it doubles back on itself too but yeah, but yeah. this is, is a progression. A progression? It's a progression I mean, that doubles back. It's yeah, not It's not that. It's not It's not hard. It's not overly weird. But if you're if you're in the middle of it and you lose where you are, you pretty much have to wait till the next pass to jump back in. So, all right. So, jumping back to something you said a second ago, I know you were joking when you said we need another guitar player. But jumping back to uh, (laughs) another reason why I initially wanted to join the band: a to be your bass player, and b because at the time you had a mandolin player when I was. So, or maybe you didn't have them at the time, but the recordings you guys yeah, gave me, he was in them. And that was a huge reason why I wanted to join the band. So the two reasons you wanted to join the band were not were did non not, reasons. Did not also, and I the, joined the band and I was like, what the, the other thing I'm playing lead guitar now. And, and, and there's no mandolin. I'm playing lead guitar. Can I interest you in a and the guy wants my driver's license. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I interest you in a nice Courtney Locker. says thumbs up, thumbs up <laughs> t-shirt? <laughs> It's a good consolation. Troy got the old modern strangers bait and switch. <laughs> so, and and I do think that Mando Dan, uh, as we call him, deserves a shout out too. He is a, a lovely, very nice human being, and fact, he is more handsome than all of us put together. That's so true, it would brother. really be great if he were still in the band because we would yeah. just plaster his face all over everything. I do, uh, I do need some help with in the looks department. I, it's it's a it's a big load to carry myself. <laughs> I do. If, I feel like our sex appeal. Took took a big hit without uh, handsome Dan yeah. on the stage. It's a little lacking. That's why yeah. he's still in all the pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we Photoshop him in sometimes. That's yeah. right. He's got um, a lot of nicknames: Mando Dan and Handsome Dan. Handsome Dan. He's got a couple Does more, a but we don't name? we don't say those on the air. <laughs> uh, much like Troy, I don't know his last name either. Oh really? <laughs> no idea. He, he's in my phone as uh, Dan Dolan because you know he played Dan Mando. Yeah, he's in Dandolin, mine as Mando Dan. Dandolin, yeah, I just have a picture of him. Yeah. Actually, he might be in my phone as Dan D and D because I've played Dungeons and Dragons with him. <laughs> All right, don't put that in the co- Dun- podcast. D and D Dan. D and D Dan. What can't he do? Well, let's let's start. So he's uh, he's Mando Dan, Dandolin, Dandolin, Handsome Dan, D and D Dan. There we go. Handsome Dan, Dan Dan, the Mando Man. Uh, last yeah. time I saw him, I referred to him as Dandalorian. Dandalorian. Because Mandalorian <laughs> had just come good. out. That's pretty good. Oh, I was hoping uh, he had that's, a that's not funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sensitive subject? What? You, Dave? The Mandalorian? He said, that's not funny. Yeah, he's, he did say it very yeah. defensively. That's a hot, like you you heard his, that's a hot yeah, take, that's a hot take on the Mandalorian. I, I, really, I, really have a, a, I really have a strong dislike for Star Wars. Sorry. Four okay. through six is all there ever is. Screw Baby Yoda. Episodes four through six. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. We don't know what that is. Yeah, okay. We're, we're rock and rollers. <laughs> Sounds like you guys I will say that Baby Yoda is totally a, a cor- corporate ploy, but you know. You know whatever. what, though? I'm down with The Mandalorian. Quality show. I've never seen an episode. It now. is better than any of the other Star Wars stuff that's come out recently. It's pretty good. This is a great music podcast. I, I, know, I the, forgot uh, what I was going <laughs> to say. Here are my thoughts about Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. 
So once again, people like to abbreviate my song titles because I try to make them as long as possible. This song is not called Rolling Hills? It's called Rolling Hills and Sweet Dreams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. This is a mm-hmm. subpar spreadsheet. We're now. learning a lot about you today. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't know that. <laughs> Again, I don't listen to words. It's list, It's listed as the title for my music video. I knew which that, is but now, only because I got to Wait, briefly play that video? song with uh, your other band. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. how I learned. Troy, I have in my notes, Troy can talk about his other band during this song. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much oh. for the permission. Okay. What about your, uh, this is a song you do with your other band. I believe it's called Rolling Hills. <laughs> Rolling Hills and Sweet Dreams, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I do this with my other group, Pronounced Heroes, uh, which Kate Bryan is also uh, in, involved in from time to time. Uh, she happened to be at the venue and performed this song with us um, at Five Walnut on this particular evening. Um, and yeah, uh, super fun song. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's it's minor, so it's like you know it has that sort of darker sort of feel, but it's kind of it kind of maintains like an upbeat tempo. Uh, it's very danceable. Uh, yeah, and it, it, honestly, I, I think it works better with this group than it does in Pronounced Heroes sometimes because Pronounced Heroes tends to be like a little bit more like dark and brooding and, and moody, whereas this band's version of it I think uh, retains a lot more energy and Alex flows I, a lot better. You're welcome. Working. Alex and I play faster. Yeah, yeah. you can say it. So yeah. Courtney and I like to call it. <laughs> call ourselves the uh, the punk brothers as a play on uh, motown's the funk brothers and that makes it so much cooler it does make it so much cooler uh, yeah yeah Fun- the funk brothers wasn't cool very no cool. it wasn't wasn't <laughs> very cool J- james jamerson that guy's a slouch yeah what are those super guys ever uncool, do? Guy, yeah. super uncool guy yeah. but um, but but he didn't play with the pick so there's that uh, don't get me started <laughs> so um but yeah, so um, Courtney and I, kind of our roots um, are with punk and, and um, kind of up-tempo, fast music. And so our inclination is always to kind of speed things up. and Whatever songs David or Troy bring to us, we make them faster. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. That's indeed. <laughs> indeed true. Not necessarily um, better, but for sure faster. Yeah, not in a good way. Yeah. But in a true way. I can't play slow. Yeah. But Troy, your um, Pronounced Heroes has an awesome video for the song that Will also did. Yes, yes he did. Uh, Will Eccleston of Kinet Escape Media uh, did a phenomenal uh, music video for this song, uh, which you can find on the Pronounced Heroes uh, Facebook page uh, and maybe YouTube in the future when I get my shit together. Uh, but um, yeah, like he was such a freaking professional about it. Like he had... I, 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 I didn't even really, other than just, you know, recording the music and all that, like everything else, he drew out all the storyboard and like back to the spreadsheets, man. Like he had every shot planned out to the second, like total professional. It's an amazing video. I was super, was really super grateful to kind of have him. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm super grateful to Will Eccleston. The song is also hard. It's very difficult to play. It's very fun. Uh, it's a very fun guitar Emotionally. line. Um, we've been yes. playing it for I remember yeah. it was hard when you showed it to us and then we've been playing it for almost three years and I think we practice it every practice almost yeah before our show just because we yeah if it's yeah. coming we up and it's on the set list for a show we always we have, have to keep play it yeah it's one. pretty right. consistent that we need to rehearse it um, yeah. and as is the case with you know the other group and just for myself solo honestly if I don't keep up with it it's easy to let slip um, this is one of those songs did you write it hard on purposes to show off uh yes okay yeah we get it Troy. I, I, you're a great player i don't know if you know much about guitar players but pretty much everything thing they do is to show mm-hmm. off you know yeah. that's true all right yeah should we also mention that kate is <laughs> super talented and awesome kate is also super talented and awesome yeah, yeah. i kind of yeah. feel, like, feel like her head's big enough though 
<laughs> I mean, David she probably it. gets it. She Are probably gets Kate, enough compliments. I thought, I thought that was I thought that was Courtney that said Kate that. Kate Bryan also plays uh, with Mr. David Rogers. You're stealing my thunder here, but yes, she does. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Another wonderful band, uh, the Pitching Fits in town, and uh, we do a lot of classic country. Actually, we do kind of classic country all the way up through the '90s, which can be kind of fun.
Kate Bryant plays on this one. <laughs> Just continue where you were. And action. Yeah. I'd, we, we, we played songs at Five Walnut once, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody else was there. I don't remember her name. but So I think you and Kate are in a group together uh, as well, aren't you? Yes. I was just telling you guys. <laughs> don't break the fourth wall. Smooth transition, brother. <clears throat> um, I can't believe you're reading all of this. <laughs> oh, shit. Wrong card. Uh, you guys are terrible. You're terrible. I've never seen so many three by five. You're terrible. So, uh, and that's why I should be elected. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really helpful. Like, every time I try to speak, if you guys just take turns, like... Ron, can you get that timer back out? The same time. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and go. To so you. <laughs> so for, for Rolling Hills, we should probably mention that Kate is awesome and super talented. Yeah, that's helpful. So I, I, I told everything about the pitching fits and the and the other. I think we interrupted uh, you, though. Yeah, I think you might have. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I mean, Courtney did. Uh, the pitching fits, nah. we play here in town. We play classic country all the way up through 90s country which can be kind of fun uh kate's got an amazing voice for that type of thing i especially love love it when she jumps in and does dolly parton and i don't know she totally owns a couple emmy lou tracks you know that kind of thing so she's an amazing fiddle player as you'll hear on the recording but um yeah uh also she's a classically trained violinist super professional yeah, yeah. she also gives lessons um yeah, she has her own studio now, or, or, or she's running her own kind of a violin uh, sort of studio yeah. deal where she'll give out lessons. Um, she needs to use the word conservatory. Conservatory. Yeah, we, yeah. I'll have to talk to her about that next time I see her. Yeah, I wish yeah. she had her branding finished. So we could but also, especially North Carolina. So she it. should. Ca- she wants to capture the classical, but she also wants to get. The country, so she should call it Fiddlesticks Conservatory. Mm, That's pretty go. good. I mean, we've got we've pretty much solved so, all her life problems. So the, write all this down. Fun aside, now that you mentioned Fiddlesticks, when Pronounced Heroes first formed, we briefly thought about calling ourselves Kate and the Hot Sticks. That <laughs> wow. name did not make it. Yeah. yeah. Strange. The other great thing about the Pitching Fits is that I get to reunite with my good buddy, Ben Many. And if it's even possible, he's an even better guitar player now than when he was in Modern Strangers. I don't even know how that's possible, but uh, yeah, he's he's fantastic, so it's a lot of fun. He brings a lot of energy to it. And Would you uh, say he aged like a fine box wine? <laughs> that's a very apt description, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You uh, also have a sick drummer. I mean, there's a bunch of yeah, there's, awesome there's, players in that band. There's yeah. that guy that plays drums. No. He's all right. <laughs> he is good. He won't listen to and, this. And Brad, but he moved, so... Yeah. Brad. Brad. Yeah, Brad. Fucking Brads. They always break your heart. Anything about the song that you guys play, Little Ghost? <laughs> oh, right. I love Little Ghost. Wait, I thought Pitching Fits played this song. No, no, no. Huh? I love Little Ghost. Uh, my favorite part about Little Ghost, I love it. I've always thought it has like, it's a, I don't, I'm not going to ask you what it's about, but it has a very kind of uh, theatrical kind of narrative story, like kind of like a murder ballad. It's yeah. our darkest song. It's That's a dark a, song. I always think it's a dark oh, song. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I find it super interesting that you say that, Courtney, because Why? you don't listen to lyrics. Well, I mean, maybe Even it's musically, obvious, it's got this darkness. It's dark. It it's is. It's a minor yeah, yeah. kind of song. Like, it's very, I don't know. It's, it's a very, uh, yeah. I, I picture, I don't know. This is one of my favorite songs. Every time I see it on the set, I get really excited. Um, it's got a great three-part vocal part. Yeah, yeah everything drops like, yeah. out, but the drums are just driving, and, and we're all singing on top of it. I, I really like the recorded version of this song. 
Um, we had actually had Kate come into the studio and she recorded some violin in certain places. And she is so talented. She's that's what I hear. Really that's what I hear. Great. And that's that's what she talented, tells me. Right. So if we say that one more time, she has to pay me. <laughs> you guys are getting paid. Yeah. That's what we yeah, got. Yeah. Really. I, I gave them a lump sum. They were supposed to. Yeah. I think we're entitled to like half the royalties from what? <laughs> <laughs> this next song is original. I actually did write this one. Of course she'll come out clean. She's going down tonight. She plucked into the scene and plays it out just like last night. She's got a boy upstairs trapped in a mansion box. And just a ones uh so this is the uh first song i have ever co-written um actually i think i did write a song once in high school but it was pretty bad um so this is the first song since high school that i've co-written and i can't remember how it came up but one time david and i it was some weekday and david and i were just going back and forth about a song idea 
and literally uh, we're just texting line for line. So he would he would text one line, I would respond with a line, and then we got to a chorus. So we wrote we co-wrote the lyrics back and forth one day via text, and then I think a couple months later you came to practice with a new song, and it was that song um, which you were then singing on for a while, um, but you then told me that you had written it for my voice more. Um, so it's the only original that I sing lead on, and David and I co-wrote the lyrics. It's like how. Edit that out. Um, it's a hundred percent like that. Yeah, don't say stuff on purpose. <laughs> Ron, I'm going to say something you're going to need. To edit yeah, out. get ready to edit. No, it's because true. It's just it's mother. Ron, it's I just not very interesting. <laughs> All right, so I, I do really ready love this song. This is um after we had kind of tracked the album and stuff. Um, you know, we do have a lot of new material now since we've been working on the album so long. We actually have a lot of new material that's not on the album as well. Um, and so this was kind of in that first batch of stuff we started to write, I think, after the album was tracked. And we started to move forward. And, like, I feel like some of our... We're kind of more of our influences and more of our own styles because a lot of the stuff in the album is um, a lot of David's stuff that he had brought to us. Um, and so this is one more where we started to, to gel a bit more and kind of bring our own stuff into it and our style started to mesh a little bit more. And I like this song. You know, it's real catchy, but it's also like I am always partial to stuff that's a bit more rock and roll, like kind of just driving. And I think that this song is like that. Um, it, it always kind of makes me think of... Uh, Ted Leo and the Pharmacists, which is a band that I really, really love. Um, a big influence on, on, you know, just my playing and and I'm just one of my favorite bands. And so I think that, um, you know, this song, for that reason, is great. Like, it's just kind of one of the first ones that we all put together. And um, everyone loves a singing drummer. It's true. I'm told. My mom tells me. She got me a shirt that says that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh... This was fun for me because it's the first song I've ever written with somebody else's voice in mind. So I pitched it higher than uh, what I was comfortable singing. And uh, it ended up being a lot of fun. And Courtney kills on the vocals for it. So Yeah, it sounds great. I, like I wish it. the story of this song was actually like everything you've said already, except that it started not as a song, but just you guys texting each other back and forth. And you just happened to be rhyming. And you're like, hey, this could yeah. be a song. Yeah. Hey, bro, so, have you noticed that we're rhyming? <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, what chord changes are you thinking of when you say this? <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, David and I actually, what about, uh, we tend to text in uh, iambic pentameter. <laughs> it's just it's what we do. Most of the time we, we call we ourselves up... the Prose Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm stealing that one. Band name called it. <laughs> This is Mike Koya. Thanks for checking out my new song, Feel For You. It's a song that means a lot to me. I hope you enjoy it. Tell me how can I love when the pain's so strong? When the pain's so More from Modern Strangers in just a few moments. I want to remind you to check out their music at modernstrangers.com and also that their farewell concert will be September 25th at French Broad Outfitters in Asheville, North Carolina. If you happen to be around at that time, make sure to come out. It's a great outdoor um, space. It's really cool. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Just search WNC Original Music or check the uh, show notes for some 
links to various apps and websites where you can subscribe. As I mentioned before, this is a very long episode, so we're going to do two show breaks. Very excited about that. I think it's my first time doing that. Usually after I do the show break, I think of something I should have put in much later, but now I get a second chance. And a second chance at life. This is Hope Griffin, and you're listening to WNC Original Music. So listen to it, or else. <laughs> That's a nice shirt, man. This is a song which um, the rest of the band kindly always says that I wrote, but I would say I started this song. I brought the seeds of it uh, to the to the band, and then we kind of worked on it from there. Um, you know, David helped flesh it out because I tend to when I when I write stuff on bass, um, I I tend to make a lot of quick changes in, in notes and chords and stuff because it's just more catchy. It's fun to play on bass, but it doesn't always accommodate vocals super well. So um, you guys kind of helped me stretch it out a bit, and then um, we added uh, Troy added a chorus that is awesome um, that really opens up, and then you guys do a three part harmony on it that sounds really good too. Um, so yeah, and and this song, you know, it's cool. Like I, I in my previous band, um, I played a lot of like kind of chordy stuff on bass or like double stop kind of stuff. I play with a pick, and so like I like to kind of 
play through things like that. And um, so I kind of started it with that. Um, so it's a little just different and it's kind of a driving almost, it's probably as close to punk as we usually come. Um, yeah. I, I love the the fact of this song that it's, it kind of, it features a lot of different things. It's got a great bass intro and then um, David has a really hooky uh, verse in it. And then, yeah, it just totally goes in the left you know, takes a left turn and Troy does the chorus. I love that part about it. The kind it's of really switching in the chorus, the switching yeah. lead. Do I remember this, that you first showed us this song at a campfire at your house? Or uh, am I misremembering it? No, I think that's right. I think we were all hanging out um, a bonfire in the backyard and I have a, uh, acoustic bass guitar that I break out for the campfire and stuff or just travel with sometimes. And so, um, and playing that too, especially I write a lot of chordy stuff on that acoustic bass because it's an acoustic bass and it just lends itself well to it. Um, and where it lacks, um, some of the, like the real, the low end and the low overtones and stuff, it just makes me want to play on it a little bit differently. So, um, yeah, I think I, I think I probably wrote it on that bass too. That, that song is, that song is usually like one of the highlights of my set, honestly. Like, it's so much fun to play. It's like fast, it's punchy. Uh, it it drives and like grooves the whole way through. Uh, even in the chorus where it does kind of like open up a little bit, it's still got that same driving like rhythm behind it. Yeah. Ton the of fun. funny thing is, though, that it's, I, again, we think of it as driving and fast, but it still super works at a low volume. Mm-hmm. Like, we can play oh, this, yeah. we can play this in a quiet set and it still totally works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a punk rock song, or it can be just kind of a, a grooving melody. Yeah, song. it's really melodic, super um, melodic. Modern Strangers acoustic sessions, mm. featuring the Pill, coming this summer to a drive-in movie theater near you. <laughs> oh, I wanted that to continue. Oh no, yeah, it's a- yeah. <laughs> probably it was gonna be a um, uh, what's it called? Oh, those movie houses, Grindhouse, like a Grindhouse yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Thank you. Hey, once again, we're Modern Strangers, and that one was an original. We're still working on it, but uh, I think we're going to keep it. Hands down. Favorite song. Favorite song currently on the set list. Hands down. Black Hat is, Black Hat is, I would say, one of the newest songs in the set. Uh, David wrote it, brought it to us a couple months ago. And yeah, I, I would say it's probably my highlight of the set as well. It just is unlike anything you've written before, David, and just has the best feel to it. Like it's, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's, it's just, also a dark song, but not in the same way that Little Ghost is. It's like almost got a weird, like sort of spooky rockabilly vibe to it. Does, it does. I, I was it just trying spooky. to think, like how yeah. how would you describe this song? If someone said, "What does Black Hat sound like?" I wouldn't even know what genre to say it is. Yeah, like it's. I mean, it's, it's still, still pretty rock, but yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's just got this really great, just kind of four on the floor, like quick, just super groovy song. Yeah, it's got it's got a breakdown in it, a bridge where I kind of try to like channel an upright bass, even though I'm playing it on my electric. But um, and it's it's just it, which because to me, like I said, it's kind of got that big like rockabilly feel to it. Yeah, um, it's just a real heavy driving song. Yeah, I love it. It gets a great response. Yeah, I love uh, particularly when we play it at Five Walnut. I think it it kind of takes people by surprise because it it is a bit of a, a, a departure from our normal sound. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it gets people moving. And it has a real hot start too. Yeah, just that it, it jumps riff. right in. It has like a vocal cue that to cut everyone come in, and so it, it, every time it takes people by surprise. I feel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love playing Five Walnut. Particularly this show um, was so fun because people just get it's such a small venue, just people get all mm-hmm. up on you. Yeah. And it's you know you can't help but dance because everyone you know they, they the first thing they do is we get there. You. The first thing they do is we get there, they take everything out of the room. Mm-hmm. So they put all the tables downstairs and it's just a dance floor, basically. I think that might be, no, actually it's not. But it's one of the only shows where somebody's actually literally been dancing on the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and a guy jumped through a window. Yeah, that's true. A guy, a guy did, did jump, jump through, through the window. That's good when a person jumps into a window. Yeah. He didn't jump out the window. Yeah, he, he jumped He got so from the street. He came through to watch yeah. us play. Yeah, and there, there's such interesting dancing that goes on there, and uh, it's just such a that, such that a fun show, time. We have seen some pretty spectacular dancers. So that show is always great. I'm always like shoved in a corner because there's very it's very little small footprint in that small room, and like people are literally like inches from me when I'm playing. So like I have to like consciously think about not hitting anyone with the neck of my bass. I noticed um, a couple of times people would like poke their head in the door and say, what time do y'all close? And you'd like answer questions like around uh, 1230, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, one oh, time. Yeah. One time. D. Yeah. One time you closed out someone's tab. They're yeah. like, hey, can you run my card? You're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. 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 I saw um, David taking orders once. So it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's it's always this. This is always uh, it's one of my very, very favorite places to play. And um, it's always it's one of my favorite places. I actually people watch while I'm playing in there because they're right up. Totally. On. And it's just it's fun to watch everybody. It's really a captive audience because there's no place <laughs> that you can be in there where you're where people are not um, actively engaged. Uh, like people have to be like physically and like viscerally part of the show. It's pretty awesome. My favorite thing is playing drums and looking out because it's you know a, just a little ways back from the stoplight, and so you look out and we're you know the windows are open. It's you know pretty mm-hmm. loud. And someone drive up, and they drive up to the to the red light, and then they kind of look over, and they see us playing, and they just kind of yeah, start yeah. grooving along or singing along. Yeah, I love it when they're um, because they have those big windows that open, and because it's so small, and a lot the crowd of foot literally traffic spills out yeah. onto the street, and there will be people standing out on the street watching too. It's just a 
the place is just magic. I love that they don't special. charge. I love that they don't charge cover. Yeah, and it's and it's such you know such a big foot traffic area because generally people come in, they order a drink, they stay for one or two drinks. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a um, such a lot of turnover. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they they stay longer if we're playing. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. generally, but it is yeah. kind of crowded. So I mean, there's such turnover. Like there's just constantly just rotating yeah. cast. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of new people for yeah. like each set, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. You could really just do like four songs and just keep rotating them. Right yeah, there. that's what I they mean, do in Nashville. Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah, you guys are wasting your time with yeah, eighteen but... songs. When I was in Nashville, I saw someone play "Summer of '69" three times in one night. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it Brian Adams? Uh, no. was, okay. That, that man was, just will not stop playing. That man that was. Song. Yeah, yeah. That man was Kid Rock. We once yeah. played a. Uh, we once played a festival where uh, we saw a band uh, sound check with Beast of Burden, and then their second song in the set was Beast of Burden. Oh yeah. Not super related, but you know, that's true. I, I'm still angry about it. I'm still <laughs> angry about it. It actually became a band joke because we always say let's sound check with Beast of Burden. Yeah. yeah. We've never learned to play it. You know why? You know why? Because of that fucking day. Because of that band, that band, which we'll rename nameless, but unless you're listening, man. shout out. <laughs> Actually, they might have been on this podcast. That, that'd be pretty funny. Are they, are they a local band? <laughs> yeah, it is, it a, is a good song, yeah. but you don't. Yeah, like you just said, you don't sound check with a song that's already in your set, especially at a festival where everyone can hear your sound check. That's true. It's not like no one was around for it. It's like everyone was there. Yeah, everyone set. was there. Like sound check was something in the third set. You know, yeah, people won't yeah, exactly. At least separate it. You know, change like sound check with Sweet Jane, essentially the same song. And then do Beast of Bird music. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's yeah. so many songs out there that have the exact same. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to you know, change it a little bit. Sweet yeah. Jane might be the better song though. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Eh, I love the building. I know this next song about my dog. Is someone at the front door knocking? Cause maybe your eyes are closing. I can't tell where you're looking. Just another big tone. Your dog's dance you told. This is 
my favorite song that I've ever written. Um, it's a good one. It's a good. It, yeah, it means a lot to me. Uh, it's also the uh, first track on my uh, album for Pronounced Heroes, available now on Spotify uh, and other streaming services. Um, so I really like this song. For some reason, Troy, it always makes me think of presidents of the United States of America, the band, not the right. old white people. Uh-huh. Um, but I really, uh, old white men. <laughs> so I really like this song, Troy. It always reminds me of um, presidents of the United States of America, the the band. Great band. The, I take that as a compliment. Not the presidents. I've never thought of that. I could hear it, though. Yeah, it's got this uh, real fun, funky kind of bounce to it. Yeah. It's like a little bit like weird, but in a good way. Um, and it's it's fun to play. Um, this gets a great reaction every time. Yeah, it very does. danceable. It's got another one of those like kind of surprise introductions because yeah. it starts off like not soft but sparse with just a guitar and, and vocal, and then it kicks in in kind of an unexpected way or an unexpected time, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know, super fun to play. Love it. Um, you want to tell the story behind it? You know. Oh, maybe I should, just because Kate Pine's already been mentioned. I, I will tell actually the full story behind this. Uh, so Does I wrote the song. Kate Bryant. Huh? Kate Bryant. Did you say? Uh, the, well, who's been mentioned? Uh, Kate Bryant. Was she is she's so a gem. She is so talented. talented. Yeah. She is yeah. wonderful. So she's um, a, a national treasure. <laughs> International. <laughs> she plays the fiddle. Yeah. I mean, she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on, Troy. Um, so. Uh, I wrote the song about a dog who I adopted off Craigslist. Uh, this uh, this old uh, this old woman out in uh, out in Marshall had found her out by the railroad tracks, uh, and just putting that out. And I went, didn't even really have the intention of picking her up, but of course I'm a freaking sucker, and I did. Um, and uh, you know, it was maybe like two years later that I ended up writing the song, and it's based off uh, a moment where uh, Kate was over at my house, and we were rehearsing for this uh, duo gig that we were going to do. Uh, and we were sitting in the yard; it was a super nice day. Uh, and she sees my dog uh, uh, chewing on something out in the yard, and we and we see that it's a dead bird, and we're like, "Ah, don't you want that?" Don't you want that? Uh, not even like not even like five minutes later, uh, the dog comes running through the yard, runs up to Kate and starts licking her in the face. <laughs> oh, and Kate's just all about it, like letting it happen. Like, oh, yeah, Piper, you're so cute. And I'm just watching her. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? As the realization like kind of slowly sets in. Um, yeah, it was a great moment. Uh, yeah. She is so talented. She's so, so talented. As previously mentioned, I don't listen to lyrics. Do you talk about that bird eating and face licking in the song? Uh <laughs> Not not in such clear terms, okay. uh, but <laughs> the final line of the song is, I told, I warned worst. you not to let that dog lick your face. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good line. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably related. Yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. A- Ashley is a, um, Asheville is a very dog-friendly town, yeah. and so this goes... You said, you said that like it was a double entendre. It's a very dog-friendly dog friendly town, town, if you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> you could take that however... Your sick mind. Sometimes it's a little cat friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's a little dead bird. (laughs) Where I'm from, uh, they were very cow friendly. So this song is often a a big people pleaser. People like it. I think because it's got such a great groove and also because... And because Asheville loves dogs. If you know what I mean. Who doesn't love dogs? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. If, if if I know that people aren't paying attention, then I'll Good usually one. announce this song's about my dog. And then suddenly they're paying attention. It's great. Yeah. yeah. You should say that about more songs. I should. Courtney, yeah. I've heard that you don't like dogs. That is a truth. Yeah. 
One time, uh, we we, we Ashville because Asheville is a dog. <laughs> well, it's funny. One time, <laughs> I mean, Ron, I like <laughs> dogs. Oh, but then you like <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Look, dog. <laughs> One time, I think it, I think it was David. This is a pretty David thing to do. Um, before we played this song, and we were saying it was, uh, we were playing. It was a Jack of the Wood, and we were playing this song. And Troy said it was about his dog, and then David said like three quarters of modern strangers like dogs and love, so, love dogs. Love dogs, yeah. Because three quarters of us, I mean, we yeah. all love dogs. I, you know, yeah. That's dogs. that's an a- that's a factually accurate statement. Um, and David um, dropping facts. And so somehow then it came out that Courtney was the one who did not like dogs, and the crowd instantly turned on us. Uh, yeah. we, we managed yeah. to smooth it over, and you know it's not like Courtney is an animal abuser. He no. has he has cats, several that he cats. takes very good care of. Um, he's he's always kind to our dogs mm-hmm. when he's around them. Just not his cup of tea, Tolerant. which I, I guess is okay. I guess. But uh, the crowd I support. Turn on us. I support other people's right to have dogs. Yeah. I do recall one time. I think it was over at your house when I had brought Arrow over, yeah. uh, and uh, near the end of the evening, Courtney had said, "I can see why people like dogs." Yes, yeah. he did say yeah. that. Actually, and that was a huge actually, step. Like yeah. he, he said that about my dog too. So yeah, yeah. It might be a win. No, not I, a competition. I understand, I understand why people like dogs. I'm just not a dog guy. He, yeah. and, he and my dog bonded at Rick's birthday party mm-hmm. when we were outside. Um, because my dog is a big mush, and he barks at first. He kind of make, he does make a bad first impression, but he's a good he's a good dog. And he kind of was following you around, I think, for a while. And I think you saw the you saw the benefit. I can see your, your dog's a little like a cat. Like he kind of like is not just going to warm up to you immediately. Like he's got to study you. You know? Yeah, he's he's an anxious guy, but once he does warm up, he's very sweet. No. Yeah. So uh, about this song, yeah, um, I was wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> This is a modern. Oh, because this song yeah. is about a dog. This, this yeah. is a song about a dog. Yeah. Um, and if it if it weren't so darn cheesy, I would say that um, Troy Crosley is my favorite Asheville songwriter. But he's in the same band as me, so that's really cheesy. So Paul Edelman of Jangling Sparrows is actually my favorite Western North Carolina songwriter. I don't know what that had to do with but, dogs, uh, but, yeah. but no, no, I was gonna say. <laughs> I love Troy's songs, and it's always so much fun to bring them in and, and try to figure out what the heck I'm going to play because he's such a good guitar player, and I'm definitely not. But, uh, you know, so it's, it's fun to uh, it's fun to interpret those things. But of all the songs, this is my very favorite of your songs. So. Thank you. It's a good one. It's my favorite that I've written. We and all, it always gets a great reaction. We all agree. And you do this song with your other... Uh I do, but not as well. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to throw that, some Kate hard Bryant. shade on them. But, um, she is so talented. Man, I mean. <laughs> I mean, is, except for this song. She is just wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I mean, we've been playing together for like four years now. Like, we're just like a well-oiled machine at this point. We just play it better. Well, I, I feel like we could have used a little more oil at uh, Five Walnut. We could have. Um, <laughs> and maybe a little less wine, but. That would. I don't remember drinking any wine. I don't sound think that's, like. I think that's part. I gotta tell you the truth. You're not really to blame. I guess it's just the way the pieces fall where we let them. I just don't know what to do. I think that somehow I. I should have seen it. 
told you before When nothing comes into sight And the fluorescent light Makes me cry out for a shadow I guess there must have been more But it just won't ignite And nothing tastes quite right anymore But oh, what a change Guess I should have seen it coming anyway And I don't know if I'm coming back But I know she's gonna knock me down again Wonder if even so She's gonna knock me down again And I've been at it enough to know I shouldn't Sorry for myself, but all she does is knock me down Love this song. Oh, are you getting all your bullet points in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't worry. Ron, I'm a professional. I am seamlessly oh, bringing in my bullet points. All right. Sometimes the other guys yeah. are taking He's them. He's not always announcing bullet point. <laughs> bullet point. See, I have uh, noticed a lot of times point. Courtney's eyes go down and to the left. Mm-hmm. And so that is him reading Seizure off of yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reading off of yeah. <laughs> Like Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Knock me down. So I really like this song a Love lot. Love this song. Of the, um, this is one of the ones that's going to be on the on the album. I believe it's actually the lead opening track of the album. It's often our lead opening track of a show. Yeah, I like of um, the original songs. Uh, the, the first set of songs that I learned, these were kind of the stuff that was on the album. Was like the first batch of songs. Um, this one is kind of, I think, the most rocking. It's a great um, song. It's like it just opens up like with this great drum fill that Courtney does, and it's just like a big like it's like a kick in the teeth, like in a good way. It just uh, it picks you up, and it's real rocking, and it's fun. And this is uh, this is the one that I get to have my uh, backup vocals on the yes. album now too, my harmony. It's also you know it's also super jangly and and punchy and all that, and it's kind of funny because. I mean that's that's how I intended it to be as far as the aesthetic of it. Um, I think it's become even more so playing with this band, uh, but it's also uh, you know like when I really think about where I was when I wrote it and uh, you know like the actual vibe of the song is really kind of a blues song, um, you know in a very weird way, but it's it's kind of a blues song. So actually I I went back. I had to uh, put together enough material for a solo set, and uh, I had been playing around with the idea of uh, turning this into more of a traditional blues song, and I kind of revisited that idea, except I went through the lens of, how would Troy Crosley play this song? Really? Yeah. Is that how you came up with the alternate version? I came up with the alternate version of it. Of what? Knock me down? Knock me down. Uh, Um, What is um, uh, Jangle Rock? 
Django Pop. Django Pop, Pop, sir. Excuse me, Django Pop. Have some respect. Django Pop. 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 Django Pop. According to Wikipedia. (laughs) No, no, that's that's terrible. Go ahead, David. (laughs) Siri, define Django Pop. Uh, Jangle Pop is a genre of rock music created in the 60s that saw a resurgence in the 80s. Some popular Jangle Poppers, if that's a word, include Gin Blossoms, the aforementioned Gin Blossoms, uh-huh. R.E.M., The Refreshments. So a lot of Jangle Pop from, which I only became acquainted with when I joined this band, like I knew the music, I only became acquainted with the term when I joined this band, Um but a lot of it is like with this from the '60s, electric twelve-string guitar kind of stuff, like the birds, birds. like the yeah. birds, yeah. like, like the Ro- birds. Roger McGinn, it's probably uh, the first Rickenbacker yeah. twelve-string uh-huh. jangle. Tom so. Petty yep. would be like the uh-huh. second wave of that, I guess. Yep. Um, so cool stuff like that, yeah. Really kind of so it's got that jangle kind of twangy rock and roll kind of catchy vibe. Too. Yeah, I, I I pictured it as or I try to explain it as just super catchy rock and roll. Yeah, danceable when, catchy rock and roll. The jangle part, yeah, just refers to the aesthetic of the sound of kind almost of the, onomatopoeia of the yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very jangly. twangy. I think mm-hmm. that's a, a, an important defining kind of characteristic too. Is just like the twanginess of of the guitar sound, which is why I think um, why I've always been in favor of David saying an acoustic. So even though we're playing rock music, he always fronts the band with an acoustic guitar. Mm. Cause I think the texture of him doing his, um, you know, rhythm guitar and the strumming on the acoustic adds a nice kind of jangle texture to the sound. I would say that I did not fully understand jangle pop until seeing jangling sparrows. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they deliver it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Oldman, man. I'll so I, I grew up, I grew up listening to a lot of my parents' music. Honestly, you know, um, I mean, I, I listened to stuff that was current too at the time. But oh, uh, real quick, do you want me to edit out all the personal stuff they said about you, about your personal life while you were in the bathroom? You, you mean like, like the they said a lot of like the really seedy part? You guys talked yeah, about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good. All right, your parents' music. financial information. <laughs> Social security number. Oh. <laughs> Man. A little three digits on the back of your credit. You guys card. care more about me than I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you left your wallet here. That's what. It is. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead. Your parents' music. Yeah. I, so I, my parents listened to some really great music, and uh, so you know, I, I listened to a lot of it um, and picked up a lot of things about how to write a song, and I don't know, just different aesthetics of that kind of music you know and and at the same time i heard current music and i don't know it ended up being kind of formative i guess in in my approach and it's so funny because so much of that was from like the 60s and early 70s and all that and um so when we go out and we play people will compare us to like these various 80s bands when that was a resurgent and and some of them i know and some of them i don't but sometimes i've actually gone back and listened to some stuff and Sometimes I hear the comparison and sometimes I don't, but I've, I've discovered some really fun music. Yeah, I think that that's kind of why a lot of David's songs resonated with me, because I think we have a lot of overlap, especially in some of the first music we listened to and liked. Like, my earliest memories of music are like being in the car with my parents, um, listening to, like I grew up in New York, so CBS 101.1 in New York, which is the oldie station, um, playing a lot of early rock and roll, like Beatles and Dave Clark Five and The Doors, and then a lot of Motown um, hits from that era as well. Um, and that's kind of just like as a bass player, kind of where my musical um, center comes from is all of that kind of bouncy, fun stuff like that. Um, And then 
Later, I got into a little heavier classic rock kind of stuff in punk, which Courtney and I have in common. Um, and then Troy just likes terrible music. But I love you anyway. True, true. <laughs> but my parents had excellent taste. Well, some music. terrible music that you like, Troy. <laughs> I Troy, mean, I'm Troy sure Troy is terrible. into musicians' music. Music, right? I, yeah, like, I mean, I guess you could say that. I, I I like sort of like technical or people will call it progressive music. Like I, I I'm a huge like Frank Zappa fan. Uh, I love Tom Waits. I love like old Yes and I do like love Yes, Emerson Lake and Palmer and King Crimson and stuff like that. Um, that being said, I cannot play that to worth a damn. Um, but, uh, but I grew up like, um, yeah, like my, my earliest musical memories, my parents also had phenomenal tastes in music. I listened to a lot of, uh, Simon and Garfunkel and Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills and Nash and, um, <laughs> and some Bob Seger. Uh, <laughs> but great textures and great vocal harmonies and all those Yeah, like the, stuff. for yeah. me, the juice is like vocal harmony. Like anything, as soon as I hear vocal harmony, it's like I, I'm sold. And if it's bad, then like it can completely crush it. But like when it's done well, like I'm sold instantly. I think that is my favorite part of our band. Likewise. And particularly in this song, Knock Me Down, all four <clears throat> of us sing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. in a show. Well, you let's know, do a little bit of that right now. All right. There, here. Ready, guys? Uh, in a show. <laughs> in a show. In a show, all of us will sing lead at some point. We're all mm. singing. So, I mean, it's, I think to see four people sing in one show is, is pretty fun. And it seems to uh, ingratiate us to the crowd. Yeah. I thought it would be cool if you guys just broke out with that, um, what's that Eagle song? There are some yeah, that's never cool, actually. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's never cool. That's awesome. The Eagles? <laughs> the who? They're the best. <laughs> More from the Modern Strangers in just a few moments. Um, I do want to mention that you might have noticed that my voice is uh, pretty shot in this episode during this interview. That's because I had uh, maybe a cold, but it was at the beginning of COVID, and uh, so maybe it was COVID. Who knows? Also, you'll notice that this is a very long episode. Uh, That's because this was originally going to be two episodes, but because Modern Strangers are calling it quits or taking a hiatus, uh, whichever one, I'm going to combine these two episodes just so you can hear all of their uh, specialness all at once. You can still listen to Modern Strangers online, streaming, or download their music. Just go to modernstrangers.com for directions to that. If you want to contact the podcast uh, just to send your music in or to suggest other people or if you just have general questions, just email wncoriginalmusic at gmail.com. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Christian Valentino. Uh, Panko with a K is like a seasoned breadcrumb uh, mix that you cook with. And panko with a C is short for pancolitis, uh, which is inflammation of the entire colon. So we were both right. Hi, this is Sally with Black Tar Roses, and you're listening to WNC Original Music.
Thank you so much. That's a drum solo. So Summer Girl, I think, actually uh, applies to all the things we just discussed in the last song. That it's, okay. I, I think, is... Thief you are. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Repeat. Uh, no, I think Summer Girl is classic David Rogers. It is Beach Boys-ish. Mm. It's just classic, lush melody, super-duper catchy, super-accessible like I think it's yeah we've kind of come full circle I even think. though it's a new song it's it's as close to your original batch of songs I think as any of the songs are in just kind of your just kind of jangle pop style yeah because our first stuff our earlier stuff is like more that jangle pop kind of stuff and then we kind of got a little heavier for a while in some of those songs that we were writing but I think we did kind of circle back around to some more poppy and melodic stuff and I love that song Summer Girl is just like like what I'm playing on the bass line is not super complicated, but it's just like a, a fun groove. It's and a very so, straightforward song. Yeah. Song. And, and it's fun because like when I don't really have to think about what I'm playing on that song, so I get to just groove out and enjoy it and listen to it. Um, I love, I love Courtney's drum treatment on that particular mm-hmm. song. Great yeah. drum part. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's very uh, retro and yet it's fresh every time you play it. Yeah. I intentionally tried to keep it sparse. I was thinking of like a sixties, like wrecking crew kind of mm. just, in the pocket, just kind of very straightforward, just yep. very few fills. Yeah, yep. thank you. I love that song. And I also love Troy's guitar solo on that. It's good. Yeah, it is yeah. really good. Every time it's just... That song perfect. also came together super quick, I think. Yeah. Maybe did. because it is straightforward. It's very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. And because it was very likable, everyone, you know? Yeah. Well, because yeah. we, we kind of had the half the song together, and then we said, okay, so what do we do now? And we're like, well, let's just tack on the the whole thing over again and so it came together really easily we uh, left space and for repeat. solo yeah and so the structure of it is pretty simple too but it, it works well this song's for the lovers this next song was written by our very own Mr. David Rogers
Go in peace Like the thief Take a piece like the thief you are. Let me grieve like the thief you are. the whole name of the song is it just thief you are thief you, you are, you, are, like you motherfucking thief, you thief. Like, like the thief, thief you are yeah like the thief you are i yeah. love this song i'm gonna tell you guys why ready yeah i love this song because at shows like this one it is generally in the middle of the first set and i feel like it signals the transition of the set we try to david is a master set list writer he can foreshadow he can see into the future in his crystal ball and he can see what the crowd is going to be like. And we start out with... Yeah, sometimes I'm even kind of right. You're mostly right. Yeah. I think you. we we come out, we kind of try to take it easy the first couple songs. Then we hit them with a couple of covers. And well, it depends on the venue. But right. for, for this particular venue, we... Yeah. Yeah. For this I, particular do, do we venue... Want to give, do we want to give away the magic here? I. But you're right. It signals a change from the... You know, from... Because from, it starts slow. It starts, it starts very light. We ease people in. Starts very light and ends up super rocking and i think once once we take them through that journey i think by the end of it everyone's warmed up it's not a shock to the system and then we kind of the whole it then kind of signals the whole second half of the first set where we're just kind of you know really hitting them with the with the hits so i love that part of the song yeah um the whole end of that song is is pretty great like where we um we just kind of build slowly, um, and on the record, we have lots of layers and things going on. Yeah, there. the the record was problematic for sure because when we, you know, when we did it live, we just went into a, a cover. Can I even mention the name of the cover? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can do that. Mm. I, I think it was Uptown Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Uptown Funk. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So um, yeah, we do run around <laughs> Sue in there. Yeah. So uh, how do we it, start doing that? Did I just, just start singing Run Around Sue when we were playing that part? I Was it your idea? I don't exactly. recall how we started doing that. Oh, I mean, that's not in the, like, the middle of this song, is it? It's towards oh, the end. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I wanna yeah, I'll fade that out. Abbreviate that. Okay. Yeah, but it became quite problematic in the studio because when we were like, well, we just always end this with Run Around Sue and everybody likes it. <laughs> And, uh, and I think right around the time we were recording the album, too, we saw that Dion had just sued someone yeah, for yeah, copyright so infringements. Figured, uh, figured we'd have to end it differently. And, and we, we figured out uh, something that's pretty cool. We're pretty excited about that. It it definitely took a lot of studying and figuring and 
a little bit of time and money spent in the studio to figure it out. Some ciphering. Yeah, yeah, contributions from George um, could because in addition to being a great engineer, George is a great uh, organist and keyboard player. Um, and then um, from our buddy Ryan, who just plays all kinds of instruments and put on some horns, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, some other cool stuff for us, Glockenspiel, and yeah, it gets a little strange. It gets a little way. So, so it's our Phil Spector so, moment. Yeah, mm. it, my, my good buddy Ryan, uh, who was another original member of Pronounced Heroes, uh, but he lent. Uh, all sorts of <laughs> oh yeah, what were his uh, different ideas to He had to record it at home because it was song. too big to even yeah. bring into a studio. Yeah, yeah. Was like crazy. He, he had a crazy setup in his basement, so we had to like fluffer? basically like fly the tracks to him, and he'd like record. And he, and he, he's the kind of person who's like he'll record every single idea that he has, yeah. and then send them all and be like, "You pick." There was a lot. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. It was so fun. we, so was we fun had to sort through and figure out how they all build. It was madness. Some of them were incredibly insane, it, but it was uh, great. And some of them were brilliant. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully it, we yeah. picked wisely, and you'll hear some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah when, so, I, when I played the rough mix of that with all of Ryan's stuff to my aunt, who when she came to visit here, uh, my aunt said, "Huh, like that really <laughs> sounds like music. I'd listen to that." So there you go. There you go. Alex's aunt says that sounds like music. <laughs> yes, yeah. like music. So I would like to point out on this particular that's song. That's our new CD collection. Yeah. That sounds like music part five. Yeah. <laughs> songs people yeah, have brought me. You forgot the huh at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That, sounds like that sounds like music. This particular song, Thief You Are. Um, I like is, the Thief You Are. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Like, Words have meaning, David. <laughs> I don't remember the actual lyrics, so why should I remember the name of the song? <laughs> um, so the song, Like the Thief You Are, is uh, is the only song on the upcoming album that I co-wrote with somebody, and that's my good friend Logan. Uh, and there again, he he put out some lyrics, you know, and uh, said, I don't know if you can do anything with these, but, you know, and uh, I'd been working on a, a fragment of a melody, and it just seemed to... It, it, he sent those lyrics right at the right time. It seemed like it fit, and and that now we have a song. Can you get Logan to send me an email saying that we can use this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's not that much left of what he wrote, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was this really special moment. I, I mean, mostly I just cut out those out. parts. <laughs> just, <laughs> just be some blanks. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Logan, edit. Like, Logan remix. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright redaction. (laughs) (laughs) I have some thoughts on love and marriage and that sort of thing, but I'm going to keep them to myself, and I'm just going to say congratulations. We're going to play a song about... I don't know what it's about.
I this love is this song. a great song. This yeah. is another one of Troy's songs. Um, but much <laughs> like The Pill, where we switch it off, this song has a total left turn. Um, it has, I like to think of the song as fairly straightforward, kind of a simple, almost Motown y kind of soul. Yeah, this one's also Motown. Soul groove sure. to it. And then just total left left turn at the end after the second chorus yeah. David goes Root. into this crazy outro with just just totally rocks this great riff did david come up with that yeah riff? yeah D- david wrote that outro and i was i was pretty pretty uh, blown away by it <laughs> well it just it, it gets a lot of fun it, it gets to be a lot of fun in the in the live shows that's just one of my very favorite moments because we're all just kind of it's like where we just let it out that's fun. This yeah. is one of my mo- most favorite songs to play live. Um, it's got that good groove that's really fun to play and gets people dancing in the first half. And then we just kind of let it all go at the end. It gets real heavy and rocking and it just goes nuts. So it's like everybody's feeling good and grooving. And then at the end of the song, like everybody just kind of goes crazy. It's fun. Yeah. I, think definitely... I, actually, I think I actually fell over an amp one time playing this song. <laughs> I think that's where I... Yeah. Uh, so it gets it gets kind of fun. So the only the, Troy, this is a great song, but I do have one problem with it. Uh-huh. Um, the name is Surrender, uh-huh. which is also the name of a very popular Cheap Trick song. Uh-huh. And so often when people look at our set list, they get excited that they're going to hear Surrender by Cheap Trick. That sounds like a personal problem. I mean, <laughs> which is also a good song. So it I is a great song. Should, I think we should play both songs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I can be Kiss and Tell is a very uh, popular Roll Nat on Yawa song. So uh, you guys don't need. Who? Confusing about Ronat and Yawa. It, it, it can't That's be That's the that real popular. name of a guy. He had like a one hit in the 80s and then he changed his name or something. Huh. Anyway. That man was Cat Stevens. Huh. Cat Stevens. That sounds Cat like Stevens. Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Yusuf Islam. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the song that I uh, lose myself in the most. Mm. Um, in a good way? You might say that you yeah. surrender yourself. That's why Ron's a professional yeah, voice. That's right. yeah. I've been waiting to say that all night. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I had one note. You set me up. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I might I might have to I might have to go back on what I said about railroad dogs, so we'll have to recut that whole thing. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. I may have to go back on that because uh this one might be this one might be my favorite Troy Crosley song. I love this song. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely got like the most significance to me just because I feel like the whole theme of the song, not to go into what it's actually like about, but like it was kind of the theme of it is just kind of, um, ugh, shit. I had something so deep in my head, and then Rick came down the stairs and I lost it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Rick, you patron saint, you. Rick. Yeah, Rick's here, everybody. <laughs> oh, fun tangent. Rick, come be I on the podcast. I got to drive uh, Rick's Mercedes uh, <laughs> last weekend. It was pretty excellent. <laughs> I drove That's it from the street near the Gray Eagle into the parking lot of the Gray Eagle once. Oh, man. This is the Isn't part of the podcast so nice? where we all talk about when we've driven Rick's Mercedes. <laughs> I drove it once in Black Mountain. I remember I've never that. driven that car. Hey, Rick, i got to drive your car. After He's me. got a bone to pick You need to you. see Rick at the end of the night yeah. sometime. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now's a really good time to give a couple of credits to people that really made us who we are. Uh, Rick is probably the most influential person in, that we've crossed paths with because he's opened up his home to us. In 2015, sure. David and I were a homeless band, and I thought to myself, I need someone who enjoys rock and roll music, has a basement, and I thought of my friend Rick. Yeah, actually, he fit both categories. 
<laughs> so you know, Rick is is. That absolutely... sounded like it was gonna be a longer list. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Rick, Rick is Rick and is... also likes Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick is uh, absolutely one of our very favorite people, and uh, he's done so much to help us out and been super encouraging the whole way through with every single lineup we've had. I think he's well, except he didn't get to hear Ben many. He did not. But Troy, do you think of your real deep thing yet? Uh, yeah. Wow, it feels unnatural. <laughs> uh, all right, Troy, your deep thing, go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, so I think the, very much the theme of the song is just kind of like coming to terms with the things that you kind of can't have in life and learning to accept the things that you do have and the friendships that you have and uh, not, you know, working to move forward as opposed to, you know, dwelling on, on things that, you know, I don't fucking know, man. I like it. It's a song I wrote. <laughs> Here it goes. What do you think this song's about? Your mom is all right. Your daddy's all right. Hey, also, also while we're on the subject of people who uh, we owe some gratitude to, I definitely have to mention my ex-wife, Kate, uh, for letting us practice week after week after week when we were not polished and not sounding great. Did not sound good. In the, in the basement, you know, so... That was uh, that was really great, and if she ever happens upon this, hopefully she'll enjoy the fact that she got a mention there. Shout you're not out to David's ex <laughs> uh, We not, we actually don't practice in in her basement anymore. So. You're not talking about Kate Bryant, though. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. Oh, she, she is, is so talented. So, so talented. talented. She is, she's so she's talented. just a treasure. She's a delight. Actually, right. kind of funny to mention. To, to that add on to your praise of your ex-wife, we did practice in your basement after you got divorced a couple times. I know this. Yes. I, I do remember that. Yeah, yes. we we don't currently, but right. Yeah. You know, you don't. My other band. In case, oh, okay. In case she's remarried <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, she's still very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Patient. No, she uh, was she was awesome and supportive and. I'm waiting for Courtney to say you were definitely the problem in that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't have. He doesn't have to. Yeah, say Ron that. goes without saying, say my that. friend. That's that's in the subtext, Ron. Okay, that's it for Modern Strangers Part Three. Once again, I want to thank the guys for being on the podcast again. I don't think I introduced them all. Modern Strangers are Courtney Cahill, Alex Deutsch, David Rogers, and Troy Crossley. I think you might have heard them say their own names in the midst of the podcast, but it's good to just say them all together. And they are, or soon will be, were modern strangers. As mentioned before, they are um, separating, maybe temporary, maybe permanent. We'll see what happens. All on good terms, though, uh, as far as I know. We're all group chatting right now about the podcast and uh, the upcoming show. And uh, they're getting along just like they were in this podcast, if that tells you anything. You can still find Modern Strangers music at modernstrangers.com and on the streaming sites and on Bandcamp. Also, all the individual members of Modern Strangers have other projects they're working on, so look in the show notes for links to those. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcasts. For the closing song this week, we actually have a friend band of Modern Strangers called the Dead Billionaires. The Dead Billionaires are a ramshackle trio, self-described, out of Richmond, Virginia, formed by frontman Warren Campbell in 2016. They're formerly known as Little River Creek Police and their self-titled re-debut, a re-debut, oh, neat. Uh, their self-titled re-debut is called Dead Billionaires EP 
And of course, we'll have links to that in the show notes. Now here are Dead Billionaires. Have a good week. Because I haven't yet had a band break up during the podcast.